Hey everyone, it's Peter here, and it's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast, episode 45, 46, not entirely sure what episode this is, but anyway, we are here, and it is Friday, the 12th of July, 2019, and today is the 12th of July, as I've said, but the 12th of July has quite a lot of significance here in Northern Ireland where PDG advertising is based. It's where a large part of the community go out and march all day on the streets. Um, it can be contentious, but uh, it's um, for, for a lot of people, it's a very joyful um, thing. For some people, not so much like a lot of things in Northern Ireland. Um, but what that means for the business community is today is a bank holiday. So I am broadcasting right from my uh, bedroom in my parents' house all the way outside of Belfast in a place called Lurgan. And it is one of the most wonderful places that you could be. Um, <laughs> if you're from Lurgan or Kurgavan, you might, you might argue with that. But um, what I can see is a beautiful day outside fresh breeze and lots of green and um, yeah it's not too cold and so much so that I was able a little while ago to go for a um, cycle around the lakes and that was pretty pretty epic so I guess whenever you're not too cold and you're um, able to go out cycling and everything is green around you and leafy and, and full of life that that means that things aren't so bad and the place that you're in isn't so bad either. So anyway, that's enough about um, Northern Ireland, Craigavon, Lurgan and the um, and my cycle. Um, by the way, I went uh, went um, 5k today. <laughs> to anybody that cycles, I'm sure that that is absolutely pathetic. But for me, it was a real achievement to. Um, Get rid. It might have been 6k, it's probably over that, probably about 6k. It was around the lakes and um, it went uh, it went pretty well. I was pretty pleased, I was able to track it, but not very well. It didn't track very well um, on an application called Strava, I think it is. And I was able to connect with some people on there. So I'm looking forward to, you know what, I might get out there again tomorrow just to see if I can do any better on the, on the bike. Not really used to it. Um, I'm too big for it as well, so... Um, Need to, need to trim down a little bit before I start going further afield. Um, but it was really nice today to uh, to get out there. Anyway, that's enough of that. And we'll move into um, some of our topics for today's podcast. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is episode 45 of the PDG Advertising Podcast. And today, a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've got um, Bing adverts. We've got interviews that we did we've got a little bit about being good at what you do um a little bit about um fine tooth combing things um a little bit about offering to a candidate and you know anything else that uh, that comes up while we're while we're talking so i guess I, w I won't start with the Bing adverts. I think we need to start with one of the most important parts of what we did, what we did this week, and it was a very, um, it was a very great, it was a great week, 
and I'm really looking forward to next week. That this week we opted to um, work from home. Well, I did, and on Monday we came in to the office and we worked together, got our plan together, and then we worked from home for the rest of the week. Um, I think Anthony was in the office on Monday um, so that he could focus in and not get distracted. Um, but it was really good that we were able to work in sync, like not in the office together, because um, what that means is we can be anywhere, so we don't have to be chained to an office. And what's also nice is that Anthony went into the office to, to focus, and it's a place where he can focus, and that's really, really important to me. But halfway through the week, on Wednesday, I and Anthony went to the hub in Craigavon, and we, the hub is like a business or a social hub place that has meeting rooms. It's really nice, really well put together and very professional meeting rooms and lovely staff too and very friendly. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you this. So that, that meeting room cost £7 per hour to rent out a meeting room to do an interview. And the idea was we were both working from home. We're both from around this area. Um, so, and the interviewee, that we were interviewing is from this area as well. So we decided that we would book a room somewhere um, to interview this person in. Now, <laughs> the path to that was me calling up um, a couple of places. And I don't want to name names of the unsuccessful places that we um, went to, but there was one hotel that we went to, not in Lurgan, um, in the close surrounding area, that we um, called and said, look, we're having an interview. Could we could we rent out a room? And said, we've only got the big room and that would cost £50 per hour to rent out. And I wanted to have it for two hours so that we could, uh, so we weren't rushed or weren't kicking anybody out in the middle of an interview. So that would have cost £100. And that's not so bad. But the the pure attitude of the lady whenever we called up it, it was it just wasn't enthusiastic it wasn't helpful at all i guess maybe a hotel isn't the place to go to whenever you are um looking for a meeting room but i didn't feel comfortable with it it just shows how much um interaction on the phone can really put you off working with someone or put you off going somewhere so i i hung up that makes it sound like I slammed the phone. <laughs> I certainly did. To be very polite. I said, "Look, we'll get back to you if we um, want to take that." And thank you very much for your for your help. What I then did was I then phoned up. I actually phoned up my dad and I said, "Where would you um, recommend?" He said, "Well, try a few different places, but try the hub in Craigavon and see what they say." And I phoned them up, and they were so nice, so professional. I said, "Yeah, yeah, we do that, and we sure do." And um, it costs seven pounds an hour. And uh, we'd love to give you a tour around and show you everything. So just the, just the difference of, you know, um, the tone, like every business, like it, bad service and bad work and bad customer service and a, and a poor product permeates into every part of the customer journey. And that phone call to that hotel was a bad experience. And I reckon that if we had a went there, it would have been a bad experience um, being there in that in that meeting. Whereas in the hub, it was just perfect. Maybe they're just set up better for that. I don't know. But it was so short notice and so good that I really appreciate the Craig Avon Hub for um, letting out the office to us and being really professional. So well done to them. You were a part of the PDG advertising story. And here's why we did it. We did it because we had a candidate that we um, 
on paper liked and thought, well, let's see if we can um, if we can do something about that. And we did, and we went through the interview. And well, I'd like to tell you about the interview now. <laughs> I was singing their praises, but the the meeting the meeting room that we were in um, for the interview. Now I have a rule about interviews. They must be relaxed. They can't be pressurized. They can't be, you know, intimidating. They're they're not. It's not a place to intimidate people. It's really bad idea to intimidate people whenever you're interviewing them or whenever you're trying to sell to them. It'll just turn them off and put them under pressure, and you won't get the best out of them. You won't get the real them. You'll get a fake version of them. So in order to do it, we try to keep it really friendly. But <laughs> the hub had upgraded us. And I don't know whether they'd upgraded us on purpose to be nice or whether they just ran out of other rooms and we had to go into this particular room. But it was huge. The room was absolutely massive. And right in the middle of the room was this table with two seats on one side and a seat on the other side and a glass of water. Something that reminded me like a, I don't know, like an interrogation room or something like that where someone was being interrogated and there was enough room to, you know, um, do whatever to them. Um, but... But no, uh, whenever we um, met the candidate, um, we tried to put uh, them at ease really quickly and say, look, this is relaxed. Don't worry about it. It's all fine. Um, we just want to know a little bit more about you and check out your suitability for the for the role. There's no need to be nervous at all. I think the candidate was a little nervous to start off with, but the interview um, just went really, really well. And it was obvious, I think, by the end of it that uh, this person would um fit into the team and be an asset right now so we ended up offering and the candidate has accepted and soon enough in the pdg advertising podcast we will be introducing um team members and i'll let you know the details of our overall team um soon but it's it's kind of a big thing for me because you know we we haven't this business has not had any support from like big bodies um that's a bit of a lie it's it had some support it had some limited support um invest ni <clears throat> for example uh we went to them and the amount of hurdles and paperwork and just stuff that you have to go through it just makes it really difficult to be a business owner and you know go through uh that then and and to to be put through it all and basically be told that you're too small, you know, and that not, not get, and then get help to get help. Like we got offered, you know, something like 14 hours worth of help from a, a business advisor. Now I haven't said that the business advisor was really good and actually did advance our business and I used some of the tools that they gave us. So it wasn't a complete waste of time, but I, I can't get over the feeling. I mean, you have to, I think you have to, I mean, whenever you're, given an opinion on things i think you have to balance it up and i and I don't think the help and support was really was really there um from them i i feel like you know it, i wouldn't even give them a tenth of a percent of of the the story and that might be quite ungrateful but i just felt that it was um i didn't i didn't feel that it was was great but to be able to start to take on people and build in other people into your business just feels huge it feels really really good and it's all on our own steam we've no loans the business is not owing to anybody um we're in good standing with everything and it's it's slowly because this person will be a part-time person but just like anthony you know this person might you know come on to be um a a full-time person 
but it's just so important um, that we got the, the right person. And it's really interesting because everybody that actually got to interview would will at some point be excellent at the role and would have fitted in really well to the team. It's just they were on different paths, different parts, different um, distances in their journey um, into account management. And it's a real shame because it's really hard whenever you have excellent candidates and you have to go with someone who has just that little bit more edge in terms of the experience for the role. Um, what I really hope is that every single one of the candidates that weren't successful um, were able to, will be able to apply again and that we cross paths and that we're able to work with them in the future because they really are um, bright lights in the, uh, there will be bright lights in our industry and on our right now. So, so that's, that's something to think about. I also have another rule about interviews. If someone comes to interview, now if someone applies for our jobs, like if someone applies to a PDG advertising job, that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll get a, a response in terms of whether they um, are successful in the application process or not. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if they come to interview, if someone comes to interview, they will always get a response that outlines how they did and where they could improve, whether or not it's successful or, or, or not successful. So whenever you're successful, you can't really improve much more than meeting the standard. Um, if you're not successful, I will always go back. I, I don't know how long I can keep that up, but I'm going to as long as I can because I know how it feels whenever you don't get any feedback, you don't hear from a company, and I don't want that. It's bad enough not getting the interview. Um, but... Uh, it's, it's worse just not hearing back from the company. And genuinely, I would want these people to um, apply again with us in the future because um, they really showed, all of them All of them showed, you know, something really, really special. Just basically in all of them, it's the same case. Account management wasn't, um, wasn't quite there. Um, and also digital advertising experience just wasn't quite there in terms of the experience that they were able to bring today. In six months, that could be different if if they really um, wanted to to work with us again after six months of getting some experience on their own, um, then then it's a possibility. Um, and then maybe in future, whenever people come like that, who are the right people but just not at the right stage, then maybe we can work to 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 teach that up. But um, overall, the the overall interview process is fascinating to me. Um, we met some great people along the way. Um, we ended up going to the hub. Um, Anthony got involved. And we ended up with a great candidate. And I don't know if I told you this on the podcast, but uh, Anthony and I, about at the start of June, we put two goals on our wall. One was to have uh, 13 customers or 12, 12 customers, I think, by the 30th of June. We met that, met that within a couple of weeks. And then we our second goal was to get an additional team member by the 15th of july and it is the 12th of july today so i'm really pleased that we met those goals i know that if we didn't put those goals on the wall then i don't think that we would um we would have focused on them so much um so it just shows how important it is to actually know what you're trying to achieve and working towards it and having it in front of you um all the time so I had a teacher once that um, I had a teacher once that told us something in school. This teacher was called Tufty. I don't know if you're uh, I don't know if you're ever going to listen, uh, Mr. Paul McGonagall, but you were um, one of the best teachers that I ever had, if not 
the best. I wasn't the best student <laughs> you've ever had, but um, I, I learned a lot from you by the way that you are very, very passionate about your um, subject, about uh, politics. I love politics now. I think you're a big part of that. It's real enjoyment um, in my life. And although I didn't end up being a politician or anything like that, I just learned so much from you know the way that you taught and how you spoke to us and the respect that you gave us. And it was just really, really, um, it was really a joy to be in your class. And if every teacher was like you, the world would be uh, a really amazing, amazing place. It's really interesting. It wasn't just me that felt that. Anybody that I've spoke to um, about your class whenever I was younger even we didn't know it then but now grown up we know that there was a special time and that it was really uh, that it was really strong so I really thank you for that but what I'm going to say is you taught me something practical as well <laughs> well maybe not at the time but now I understand it you talked about this thing called FTC FTC that FTC it and what you meant was um, fine tooth comb it and I don't know the particulars of what a fine tooth comb is. I think it's like a comb, but it just has, it's fine. It has fine, so it combs you combs you nicely. But FTC, what Tufty, or Mr. Paul McGonagall, as he should be known, um, told us was um, to fight FTC things. And he meant go through it with a fine tooth comb. There is nothing more important in advertising, business, work, than going through things with a fine tooth comb. In a paragraph, if you miss out a sentence, you miss something vital. You could miss something vital. You're at risk of missing something vital. So what I would say, if you are interested in getting ahead and if you are interested in actually being good at what you do, you need to start fine tooth combing things. You need to start understanding from the word go. Anybody that asks you to do something that has the... Um, seniority to ask you to do something like if it's a customer or if it's your boss or if it's your employee or if it's your colleague or if it's someone you have to whenever they ask you to do something you have to take it down bit by bit step by step and look at it for what it is and don't skip out things what i used to do was i used to go through things maybe go through the odd thing on the page and then i would send it off and it would come back with a whole load of you know this is no good and the impression that that gives is so bad so one thing that we're going to install at PDG Advertising is fine-tooth combing things and making sure that we go through things thoroughly. If you didn't have Paul McGonagall as a teacher or Tufty, then you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't necessarily know that. Or if you hadn't been on the path that I've been on, cutthroat agency and very high-paced, high-expectation um, contact centres and uh, outsourcing centres, then maybe you wouldn't know that. You know, maybe in, in different uh, businesses, maybe there's not the requirement to be focused and, and dead on. But I know that the people that are at the top, they are the people that FTC things and, and do things um, to a, a very um, meticulous level. And they know what's going on. And whenever you question something on the work that they've done, they, they know what they're talking about. They have an answer and they um, make sure and are a master of what they're they're providing and that's the level that we're attaining to and i guess to end today's um podcast oh not to end it we've one thing before so um yeah one thing um we're talking about practical things to do today um well we're going to talk about more practical things on the pdg advertising podcast but one thing that came up this week was very important uh bing advertising it uh it reared its head we were doing some analysis of where 
one of our customers are getting um, their sales from. When I say we were, it was on a call that we facilitate and host for one of our Australian customers, one of our, our only Australian customer. And it popped up on one of the analytics um, boards that Bing was producing sales, like a disproportionately high amount of sales. And we were then tasked with, Peter, why don't you and your team go and take a look at Bing and see if we should be on there? Because we're not on there. It's just people that are searching for the product on Bing as opposed to Google. And nobody thinks that anybody searches on Bing, but clearly people do because there's a, um, we, we think that it's kind of a slightly older demographic baby who get, you know, um, Edge installed in their, um, on their computer whenever they first get it. And then they don't change it to like Google or that, and then they end up Googling or um, typing in on 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 Bing search. Um, sorry, <laughs> obviously not Googling. They're they're Bing searching. But look, PDG advertising don't a hundred percent understand Bing. Um, we don't hundred percent understand anything. But we are trusted enough to say, look, go and investigate it, find out find out about it, and see what you can do in terms of um, making sure that we have a presence there. Because if someone bings us or someone bings the product that we're doing and it's getting a disproportionately high um, volume of sales through analytics, then what that means is there's opportunity there um, generally on Bing that people are using it and that we should be on it. There's also opportunity for someone else to come on it. So we don't want that to happen. So um, that's something that we're, we're looking at and we're going to be looking at across the next, uh, next, few, next few days. And just to end on a really important note, um, I've been watching a lot of uh, inspirational people on YouTube across the week. Um, interestingly, one was Guy Ritchie. And I don't know who Guy Ritchie is. I think he's like a director or actor or something. I think he was married to Madonna. But I uh, learned from him on a pod. It was a video podcast or a video cast or whatever you call that. And... What I learned was, um, I've heard this before, if you're going to do something, you may as well do it right. And there's no reason not to. I think it's really important to try to do what you're doing really well. And his reasoning was he's a storyteller and he's a much better storyteller than I am. I'll get better at this, but he's a really good storyteller, really good podcaster, way better than than what I'm like on this. I mean... Um, I'm only starting out, but this guy has been telling stories for 30 years and directing and acting, I guess. I'd like to learn more about him. But what he said was, <laughs> he's like an English cockney, cockney guy. So he said, well, yeah, I mean, I might, I might as well be, if I'm going to do it for a living, I might as well be, might as well be good at it. And um, I think it's really important. Like we right now are doing digital advertising for a living. I am doing digital advertising for a living. That sounds really cool, really weird to me. Um, but I'm doing that for a living. So I am damn sure that I'm going to be good at it. I'm damn sure that I'm going to be better than anybody that I know at it. And I'm damn sure that I'm going to attempt to topple every single other digital advertising company out there. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't. If you are a barman, be the best barman you can be. If you are you know, a, a bin man, be the best damn bin man that you can be. Because why wouldn't you? You know, there's, there's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's any benefit to being crap at what you do, and I, and I see it, I see mediocrity everywhere, and I don't think it's good. I think it's better to be better than worse at what you do, and I think I'm seeing that a lot from inspirational people. They all say, 
you may as well be good at it. You may as well try. You may as well give it a go. You may as well see where this takes you and see how you get on. And and really, that's that's very much um, the ethos that I want to instill into PDG advertising, not just for our team, definitely for our team, but for our clients as well and anybody who follows us. We want everybody to be the best version of who they can be because if everybody is the best version of who they can be, then you end up in a better, better world, in a better, in a better, in a better place. So with that um, PDG advertising podcast, episode 44 or five or six, um, with that, I will sign off and I hope you have a wonderful um, weekend. I look forward to next week's PDG advertising podcast and sharing the journey with you. Um, so have a great evening and thank you for listening so far.